Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. And boy, oh boy, do I got a good one for you, gentlemen. I've been thinking about this one for literal months, and I wanted to really gather my thoughts, get this shit really dialed in, because I want to blow a hole in your mind so big that even I could fuck it. And I want you to not click away when I'm about to tell you what I'm going to talk about, okay? Just trust me, bro. Please just trust me. I have your best interest in mind, and I guarantee you're going to have at least a couple aha moments. You're going to be like, aha, that really does make sense. Do you think that I don't have your best interest in mind? Is there a mustache in Mexico? Of course I have your best interest in mind, bro, Tendo. Is there a tactically inefficient and extremely dangerous AK-47 in Afghanistan? Of course there is, man. I got your back, brother. I got your back. Now, 7DS. What do you think that is? You're right, brother. The seven deadly sins. But whoa, I'm not going to come at this from a religious angle. I'm not going to make you feel guilty for masturbating. I'm not going to make you feel guilty for having that Pornhub frequent masturbator platinum card. Don't worry, man. I'm just going to talk about how this is actually really insightful and how I think the Christianity actually came from the Catholic Church was onto something here, but we're going to spin it in a slightly different direction. In fact, if you're Christian, you're actually the ones that I might piss off a little bit. I might piss in your river. I might walk up to your river throw my leg up on a branch and just launch a 50-foot rope of diarrhea right into your river. But just hear me out because, listen, all religions, in my opinion, basically say the same thing, that God is love. And there are, in my opinion, many misinterpretations, some of which I'm going to speak about today in lots of different religions. But when you get down to the basic tenets, which I'm also going to talk about today, they really say the same things and they really are a good blueprint for how to live and how to excel as superior men who are not only extremely attractive to women, but who are also in a state of peace and happiness. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. So as you may have heard, I don't know how much you know about the seven deadly sins, but the seven deadly sins are greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth, and pride. So we're going to go through each one of those, and we're going to talk about my interpretation of why they are called sins. Okay, so if you go back to the original Greek translation of sin, sin is actually a term that comes from archery. You probably didn't know that, but it actually means to miss the bullseye, to miss the mark. Okay, so my interpretation when religions say don't sin, it's basically a warning that says, look, if you do these things, such as greed, lust, envy, gluttony, etc., you are going to attract to yourself negative circumstances that are going to make your life hell. So my interpretation is hell doesn't exist. Sorry if that pisses off some of you Christians, but I just can't buy into it, man. If God loves me as much as I love my daughter, and I would certainly think he does based on the fact that he's the creator, right? He's supposedly the creator. He loves me probably more than I love my daughter. I would die fucking 70,000 times. I would burn in hell for eternity to keep her from burning in hell, even if she pissed me off or did something to me that stabbed me in the back, such as sinning. So I just can't get on the boat, dude. I can't buy into it, man, that I'm going to be sent to hell if I do these sins. What I interpret it as, and I think is the correct interpretation, is 
Listen, if you sin, which again is an archery term that means miss the mark. If you miss the mark in life, you're going to attract yourself via the law of attraction, which I've talked about many times in this podcast, and I'll continue to talk about it in this episode, negative situations that are gonna make your life hell. If you act with humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, etc., which by the way are the seven corresponding virtues to the seven deadly sins, you are going to go to heaven. Your life is gonna be like fucking heaven the way mine is because I don't sin. And it's not because I'm afraid. And by the way, look at that fear, fear-based religion, I dare say. It's not because I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell. It's because I've seen through the majority of my experience that when I quote unquote sin, my life becomes hell. So let's take each of these and go through them. And I'm going to show you how this applies. The first one I want to talk about is greed. And this one should be the most obvious. When you're greedy, what do you do? You stab people in the back. You're only in it for yourself. You're trying to get more and more and more. You become a goddamn Ponzi scheme and you will screw over whoever it takes to get what you want. You become like a, what's that guy's name? Richard Madoff, who just fucked everybody over because his greed. You ever see that show, American Greed? Gotta love that show. Some of these motherfuckers, dude, they will go to the end of the world and screw over as many people as they can because of their greed. And what happens in every single one of those episodes They're greedy. They get all these yachts and cars and bitches and they're taking bumps of cocaine off hookers' asses. And it's like they're living that dream lifestyle, just screwing over other people. And then eventually the FBI catches up to them and they throw their ass in fucking jail. Because when you're greedy, you attract yourself via the law of attraction, negative circumstances. Because being greedy automatically implies that you're screwing over other people and doing whatever it takes for your lust, for more money, for more power, for more whatever it happens to be. So when I hear sin, you are missing the mark by being greedy. And instead, the opposite virtue of that is charity, giving to others, being a go-giver, as I always talk about. And when you do the opposite, such as giving, you will get back in return. It's a law that is so insanely clear to me that I'm amazed more people don't get it. What you do to others, you do to yourself. Either you screw people over or you screw a girl so good she looks like a screaming demon that just got hit with a tornado and all the windows on your apartment shatter because you've given this girl such a screaming orgasm. When you give, your life becomes heaven. When you take, your life becomes hell. And that's what greed is. The next one is lust, which I find really interesting because many times when we're lustful, we're thirsty, aren't we? We want that pussy, boy. We want that pussy. You ever see that movie with Damon Wayans, I think it was? He's like, don't get pussy whipped. Whip that pussy. (laughs) I don't remember what that movie was, but that was pretty funny. But when you're lustful towards women, they can pick up on that. So what I always talk about in my coaching is we love women. We want women. We adore them and we want that feminine energy around us because women are so fucking beautiful, not only in looks, but also in energy, in creativity, in nurturing. You ever have a woman just give you an amazing blowjob and it feels like the most nurturing thing you've ever felt in your life? There is a power there to femininity. And I never want you guys to think that just because this is called the Unapologetic Man podcast that I don't absolutely love women. I love them, but I don't need them. And that's the difference between desiring at a healthy level and lusting after women. And when you go into lust, your life becomes really shitty because I was there myself. 
I went into lust hardcore, having sex with as many women as I could, screwing over women, hurting them, lying to them, and my life became hell. And also, I had a fucking brick thrown through the passenger side window in my Toyota 4Runner, which at the time was like a year old. I babied that thing, dude. I used to clean that thing with freaking the most epic wax and the most epic towels and like a piece of dust would touch it. And I'd be like, oh my hell, get off of my car, you bastard. And then this fucking psycho, Hurricane Ashley, in fact, her name was not Ashley, but I'm gonna call her that, came up and soccer ball through a freaking brick through my passenger window. How do I know it was her? I don't have any definitive proof, but trust me, it was her. I know it was. It was because I was in lust, man. I was just banging every single chick I could find. I'd fuck a snake if I could hold it straight. I'd fuck a fat girl's arm flap after she did 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, bro. That's how freaking horny I was. But lust got me in trouble time and time again. So what I always tell my clients is, look, you want the girl, you wanna have sex with her, but you don't need it. And the second you start pushing for it, it telegraphs that to women and they will push you away. I have a Norwegian client, his name is Lewis, and it's funny because English is his second language. So he asked me a question the other day. He's like, how can I get her to let me into her apartment? And I was like, that sounds a little weird, but I know what you're saying. And the easy answer is, hey, could I come up and use your bathroom? But bro, I don't want you trying to get into her apartment. I want you guys making out with these girls, super turning them on, and then you're the one to cut it off because you're not lost in lust. You want the shit, but you don't need it. And the less you need it, the more they're gonna fucking throw it at you. By the way, a big shout out to my two Norwegian clients. I happen to have two clients from Norway right now, fucking champions. One of the best Premier League soccer players, I should say football players right now, is actually from Norway. His name is Erling Haaland. Fucking class! I can't do a British accent, but goddamn, that guy is good. He scored like 10 goals the other day in one game or some shit. Unbelievable. So Norway, big salute to you. But if you're trying to get into her Norwegian apartment, the best thing you can do is not try and just be like, hey, I got to duck out of here. Now, if she's giving you hints, boys, and most women will, then you escalate. I'm not telling you to be cowardly and not escalate with chicks, but here's the way it should work. You dump attraction upon attraction upon attraction on her. She's going to give you green lights to kiss her, to come up to your apartment, to have sex with her, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to wait for those green lights and until you get them, pour on the attraction. Stop thinking about how you're going to logistically get her to have sex with you. Instead, think about how can I turn her on so much that she's just going to green light the shit out of me and then I'm going to act on that green light. When a girl wants to kiss you, you'll know. One thing women do oftentimes when they want to kiss you is they look from your left eye to your right eye to your mouth, back to your left eye to your right eye to your mouth. It's called the triangle kiss. You see that shit, you got to kiss her. Because if you don't do it, that is cowardly as well. But that's lust. If you need that shit, if you're thirsty for it, she's going to blow you out so hard, your toupee is going to fly off your head when the concussion hits. The next one is envy. This one is so obvious. When you envy your neighbor, when you try to keep up with the Joneses, when you try to live up to a level, it's basically saying that you don't feel like you're enough in yourself. And in addition to not feeling like enough in yourself, you're not being appreciative about your situation, are you? Because an example of envy is me being envious of my buddy because he got a car. Now, it's very self-righteous of me to feel jealous of him, to be angry at him a little bit, and I'm basically communicating to the universe that I don't have enough. When you say to the universe anything, including I don't have enough, the universe says, you're right, you don't have enough. And what does it do? 
it gives you more of not enough. That's why appreciation, gratitude, being thankful for what you have and giving what you want to get is so powerful. Because when you give to somebody, you're basically telling the universe, I have it to give. You see how that works? So if I give a guy a hundred bucks, like a bum on the street, how many of you motherfuckers would give a bum on the street a hundred bucks? I do it all the time. And what happens? I get client after client after client. I'm so financially blessed because I give, give, give. I donate every month to charities. I give bums money. I give money to my friends. I buy my woman presents. I do things for my boys. I'm always the giver. So what does that communicate to the universe? Hey, this guy has stuff to give. Hmm, he has stuff to give? Okay, he has stuff to give. So the universe gives me more. But when you're envious, it's basically a message of scarcity to that universe saying, I don't have enough. I wish I had that BMW the way my boy Brian does. But I'm jealous of the guy and I'm gonna throw a motherfucking Molotov cocktail through the sunroof of that thing because I hate that bastard. When you're envious, you're missing the mark of abundance and therefore communicating to the universe or God or source energy that you don't have enough and the universe says you're right, you don't have enough. All right, the next one I wanna address is wrath. And I'm actually saving gluttony for the end because you know what I'm gonna say about that. Wrath, being angry, seeking revenge, flipping off people in traffic, cutting off people in traffic. I'm kind of talking to myself right now. But being upset, being angry. What does that communicate to a woman when you're all pissed off? It basically communicates to her that this guy is getting pushed to and fro by the circumstances of his life. And he feels so weak inside his own internal power that he has to get angry about it in order to try to change it. I'll tell you what, one of the most unattractive things to a woman is a guy who gets angry easily, a guy who gets butt hurt easily, so unattractive. And if you think to yourself, well, I know angry guys who girls are attracted to, I guarantee you those girls who are attracted to that guy are angry themselves. But a high quality woman, a woman who has peace and love in her heart and who is a good person will not become attracted to you if you're angry. And by the way, when you hurt another person, you are basically hurting yourself. Because as I keep saying in this episode, and I want to drum it into your skull, what you do to another, you do to yourself. The law of what comes around goes around, or for some of you, karma, is very fucking real. Very real. You hurt somebody, it's coming back to you. And this is like instant karma, right? That thing you see on Facebook and Instagram all the time. Like you drop a rake on the ground, you get pissed off and try to step on the rake and then it flings up and hits you in the skull, dude. Instant karma. And that's the way it works with wrath. The second you put out negative energy, it is a boomerang. It's gonna come back and hit you in the face time and time again. And that's why wrath is a sin. And again, sin means missing the mark. You're not getting it, dude. You're falling into the old patterns. And why do people get angry? Why do people complain? Why do people cry? In my opinion, it's because they haven't evolved out of the infant stage, where if they cried, mommy would come and help them. Whenever I hear somebody complain, I know two things about them. They haven't evolved past the infant stage, where their complaints were rewarded, usually by their parents. And secondly, that they are signing their own death sentence when it comes to their happiness. When you complain, here's how it works, bro, Tendo. This is how it works, bro, Fesser. I'm gonna tell you exactly how it is, bro, tater cuff. You attract that shit back to yourself and you get more to complain about. That's why you see these people, you know some of these people, right? Who are just like miserable and shit keeps happening to them 
over and over again. They get in car accidents. They fucking slip on ice and break their hip. They get audited by the IRS. Fucking comets from outer space fly into their house and blow it up. Like it's just one thing after another. And then you get a smug motherfucker like me who just things seem to work out for. Why? Because I believe I'm lucky. I'm gracious. I have gratitude every single day and I give, 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 just like I'm trying to give to you here. I don't know if I'm ever going to get anything from you. Honestly, man, I don't know if I'll ever meet you. I don't know if you're going to come into my program. For the vast majority of you guys, all I'm going to do to you is give. But even if you don't do anything personally for me, I'm still getting a lot from you. Because energetically speaking, when I give to you with that energy, it's going to come back to me. And it does come back to me. So I try so hard to give you guys good content in this podcast. I hate it when I turn on a YouTube video or a podcast about like three strategies to reduce stress. And it's like the most obvious shit ever, right? Like take more time off work, drink a cold drink, get out into the sun. I'm like, those are your three tips, you idiot. I would just wasted 10 minutes of my time. And then there's always some long ass advertisement. And boys, believe me, I know I advertise too, but I try not to do it too much. But you got to let me flex up a little bit. But it's like, I want to be that dude when you listen to my podcast, I just hit you with fucking truth bomb after truth bomb and really give you good content as if you paid 150 bucks to listen to this. Because I know the universal truth. If I just give, 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 I'm going to get in return. And it works time and time again. The next one I want to review is pride. Pride should be pretty obvious. When you're prideful, you're egoic. Ego comes from scarcity. Ego comes from not feeling like enough. Ego comes from having to prove to the world that you're enough and you need other people to substantiate how you feel about yourself. Look at all the leaders throughout history, including those which are leading today, Putin, for example, who's so prideful. He refuses to let go of this war because he cannot lose face. He cannot let himself lose and he will do whatever it takes to lose. And now he's possibly putting you and I under nuclear threat. What a fucking miserable existence that guy must live because he's so goddamn prideful. I was watching this show the other day about spycraft. Do you know how many people that dude has had assassinated with covert spy techniques and just like killing anybody who's against you, just being so prideful that you have to win every single fucking time? It always blows up in your face. In addition, it's a testament to the universe as well as a testament to the rest of humanity that he doesn't feel like he's enough. I guarantee you that dude needs some intensive NLP. And Putin, if you're listening, come join the program, man. I'll let you in for free. If I could fix this dude to fix his head so he stops doing this psychotic shit, I would more than happily do it for free. But the dude has issues inside his head, including pride. Pride makes you do shit. It makes you self-sabotage. It's like sticking your head in the noose. I one time worked at this place where this like real asshole started working there, like super prideful, super egoic. He was a one-up, right? He always tried to one-up you. Like if you won the gold medal in the 100-yard sprint, he won the gold medal in the 200-yard sprint. If you could dive 50 feet down with a free breath, he could do 60 feet, like always one-upping you. Well, my friend said to me, don't worry, man. He brought enough rope to hang himself. And I was like, damn, that was pretty wise. And it was true. He was so prideful, so arrogant, so full of himself that eventually he got fired because it is a sin. It's missing the mark of being arrogant, needing to prove yourself to others and having this pride within yourself that continuously needs to be substantiated. You brought enough rope to hang yourself. 
All right, we're coming up on about 20 minutes now, so I'm going to try to wrap this up. The last two, sloth and gluttony, boys, sloth and gluttony. Now, here's the thing I've been wanting to mention on the podcast. I have, for several years, talked a lot of shit about fat chicks. I've talked a lot of shit into fat chicks. On some levels, I do apologize. But on another level, I am highly against this body positive movement that is basically telling American children and perhaps English, Canadian, Australian, and whatever other country you happen to be in, children, that being fat is okay. I'm here to say that being fat is not okay. It is extremely unhealthy, unbelievably unhealthy, and any quote-unquote scientific evidence as to why it's healthy is complete fucking bullshit. Here's what I want you to do. Go to Google and type in 1920s film, San Francisco, Tokyo, wherever it happens to be, and watch some of the film of them going through the city of San Francisco or New York and tell me how many fat people there are. The reason why everybody is fat these days is because sugar sells and the food companies have a vested interest, greed, to sell more food so they can make more money and they don't give two shits about what it's doing to our society, making all these people fat. Did you know that the life expectancy of human beings, particularly Americans, is now going down when forever it was going up because of all the technology and advancements, but now it's going down because of heart disease caused by gluttony and fucking sloth. You're a goddamn sloth, bro. A fucking canyon mule, a tree sloth, a gluttonous river buzzard, bro, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Now, listen, if you are overweight, here's what I want to say to you. 99% of the time, it's in your head. There are issues there that you're dealing with. And I don't fault you for those issues because I too had my issues. Mine just happened to go in a different direction of anxiety, agoraphobia, and panic attacks. But what I did is I tackled them because I knew everything starts and ends inside your head, including for many, many obese people. Now, granted, I will give you this. About 1%, 2% of the time, it's because of some illness, right? They have a bad thyroid or they have lupus or like there's some issue there and I get it. And for those people, I send out lots of compassion. But dude, 75% of Americans are overweight. You cannot tell me that each of those people has some kind of medical condition. The condition that they have is inside their head. And what they're doing is indulging in the sins. And again, sin is missing the mark of gluttony and sloth, sitting around playing video games, eating like shit, giving us so many fat chicks that while I think there's an abundance of hot girls out there, the abundance is not quite where it could be because there's so many goddamn cows. I used to go to this place called the Cowboy Lounge. We used to call it the Cow Lounge because there were so many fat chicks. And again, dude, I have compassion for people because I know that being judgmental is too a sin, missing the mark. Me thinking I'm above others, me thinking that they're less than me. But the one thing I want to postulate is these people need to work on themselves. Everybody has to work on themselves. And whether it's with me or going to therapy or even listening to YouTube videos about NLP processes to give yourself more confidence, to accept yourself, love yourself, feel like you want to feel and be healthy, that's your job to do it. Nobody owes you anything. You got to go earn it. And the way you earn it is by recognizing that things like gluttony and sloth and pride and envy and ego and all these sins are leading people into a miserable existence. And I tell you, no fat person can tell me that they're happy being fat. They may pretend that they're happy being fat. Like you see the guy who is super fat and he has a shirt on that says, I beat anorexia. Ha ha ha. Pretty funny. 
And that gets a good laugh out of me too. But I guarantee you that dude is suffering. How do I know he's suffering? Because nobody would choose that kind of body because that kind of body is unhealthy and it does not feel good. I have talked to many fat people. It's difficult to live with that kind of body. If you're not obese, imagine walking around with a 100-pound backpack all day. Fuck that, dude. I've gone hiking many times. 25 pounds is enough for me, and that even hurts. So when I see these sins, gluttony and sloth, those are the ones that frustrate me the most. Not only because there's fewer and fewer hot girls, which is definitely true, and I know a lot of you guys are freaking agreeing vehemently with me right now, but also because it saddens me to see all these people suffering. It saddens me that we live in a society where we can't even defend ourselves anymore because we're so goddamn out of shape. So I want to put a call out there that says this body positive movement is complete fucking bullshit. It's the wrong message to send our kids. The right message is be healthy, invest in yourself, fix your fucking head. Every single person out there should be doing some kind of therapy. I believe NLP is the best. And I really believe wholeheartedly that every fucking person should be doing NLP. Now, I don't have any other NLP programs other than my three-month coaching program where I specifically reprogram the brains of my clients to become more attractive to women, but maybe eventually I'll come out with some stuff because people need help. And I have deep compassion for people who are overweight, but I can hold two opposing thoughts in my head at the same time. I also want to tell them, man, the fuck up and fix your fucking life, dude. Because if you're indulging in sloth and gluttony, sitting around eating ho-hos, dip-dips, and ding-dongs, I guarantee that's going to lead to hell. And a lot of fat people are in hell because of those two sins. So to reiterate the seven sins, we got greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth, and pride. And the seven corresponding virtues are humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence. The one I have a slight issue with actually is chastity. I don't think you should abstain from sex. I kind of need to look into that a little more closely. But certainly, as I pointed out earlier, you're not thirsty for it. You don't need it. So if we look at chastity from that definition, I do agree with it. Gentlemen, I absolutely love talking about this shit. I hope you enjoyed it too. It's actually my favorite kind of topics. I like that like spiritual, philosophical how to better your life kind of stuff. And I think that's where the evolution of my own career is going to take me. I absolutely love women. I love to talk about attracting them, but I feel like this is the higher level shit and where my life is headed. I'm certainly going to be a dating coach for several more years, but I think eventually this is where I'm headed. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got an insight into some of the things that you may be doing and you know, religion, while I don't agree with a lot of it, there's a lot of really good insights that come out of it and a lot of really good wisdom. I personally think Jesus was an enlightened master, just like Buddha was, just like Lao Tzu was, just like a lot of different masters were. But hey, that's a different episode. Don't want to get into it. And again, if you disagree with this, hey man, we could still be homies. We can still have a discussion and respect each other's beliefs. If you're Christian and religious and you think you're going to go to hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I completely disagree, but we can still be friends. And you can even still come into my program. I have Christians in my program. We don't have to agree on everything in order to help each other, be friends, respect each other, and try to get each other to the next level. Gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays, so please stay tuned for the next one, and I will see you in the next episode. Ah!